Hi, this is part three of this message of oneness and I want to focus on that it is not sameness. And uh, in the part two of this message I was telling you that there, there are some uh, fears that we have of oneness or misconceived ideas about what oneness is and that all of us have to be the same and that I will lose myself in this, in, in this thing of being one with others. But you know when you think about a marriage, the Bible says that two shall become one. And even though uh, the two are becoming one, yet there is, there is very distinct roles that each person plays in a marriage. So you have a husband and you have a wife. Two very different and distinct functions and roles in a marriage and yet they are one. So oneness does not mean that we all have to be the same. And it's having to learn how to put these two parts together so that they can walk in agreement. So there's be an agreement and out of that agreement there will be oneness between the two of them yet they will be very distinct from each others and they play different roles and they have a different purpose yet they're achieving the same goal and and this is basically what we are saying this is what oneness is and i think that we need to deal with these misconceptions about what oneness is and it's definitely not sameness or being the same i use the word sameness but it, it, it we're not the same we are different from each other and and what one needs to happen is we need to embrace our differences. As long as what each person is doing is built upon the Word of God, his unique function and, and how God uses him in that function is built out from the Word of God as his foundation and it is accurate and it's correct and there's a, there's a proper, there's sound understanding in his unique function and he seeks to explain that to us we need to embrace our differences and 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 this is what we i think this is where we are having this the battle the struggle is that we are unable to discern the body by by that i mean we're unable to discern whether one is an eye or whether one is a hand and we look at the hand as though you are an eye look at the hand as though he must be an eye and you want him to be an eye and you judged him based on the fact that you're an eye and so why is he not looking you know when he's but when his job and his function is not to look it's to service the whole body and and so we we we're having this this battle of 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 our differences when actually they're supposed to complement each other and and through the joining of these many parts we can rise as one man and I was reading to you from uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And I'm, I'm going to continue here from verses, verses 17. It says, If the whole body were an eye, where were the hearing? If the whole were a hearing, where were the smelling? Right? So if we're only going to have an eye, where we, where's going to be the hand? Um, who's going to serve us? Who's going to wash your body if everybody is an eye? I mean... And who's going to, if everybody is an eye, who's going to have a look? Oh, sorry, if everybody's a hand, who's going to look and give sight to us so that we can see where we are going? Uh, you, you, you just need every body part 
to be able to function as a body in oneness and to be able to achieve your goal. Everything that God is calling you to do in your uniqueness is going to involve somebody else somewhere, somehow for it to be, for it to be realized or for you to achieve that which God has given you personally. Um, verses 18, but now has God set the members, every one of them, in the body as it has pleased him. Every member of the body of Christ has been set into his unique place um, where God wants him to be. And it is for us to understand where God has set you, where God has placed you, how God wants to use you, your different mandate, your destiny, your prophecy, your function. And, uh, and then not interfere with that setting and, and leave you in your setting and rather embrace that differences between each other if it is doctrinally compliant, that is. And verses 19, and if they were all one member, where was the body? I think I've, I've spoken about that enough. Verses 20, but now are there many members, yet but one body. So are there many members, yet but one body? As we said, there are diversities of gifts, but it's the same spirit. There are different functions in the body, but it is, the, it is one body. And uh, verses 21, And the eye cannot say unto the hand, I have no need of you, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. So this scripture is telling you that you need to understand how you need diversity, how you need the differences in function to be able to achieve a corporate goal or for us to function as one. So if someone, for example, is very strong in the prophetic and is very good at what he does, can that person now say, I mean, he hears the voice of God, he prophesies accurately over people and over the body of Christ or nations or in whichever level he is functioning. And as he functions, he's excellent, he's skillful. Uh, as the Bible says, the effectual working in the measure of every part. So he's very effective, he's very efficient, he's very, he's very accurate. He's very good, he's mature in his gifting, his function and his call and his mandate. Can such a person, and he hears God's voice, he hears what God is saying to him, he has a relationship. Can he say he does not need somebody else? He can't. He needs somebody else. That's what the Bible is saying here. How can the I say, how can the I say, um, and then the I cannot say unto the hand, I don't need you. And, and, and that's the mistake we are making in, in, in oneness. We, we feel that when we are strong in, in, in our gifting and in our function, that we don't need somebody else. We feel that when we pray and God comes through for us and do miracles and things, that we don't need somebody else. We feel that because I am blessed and I'm prospering and, I'm, and financially I'm okay and nothing's happening, that you don't need somebody else. You're, and... and and, and, and there's two things that we learn from this. Two things that we learn. The first thing we learn is that he's saying, as an I, you must be very good at what you do. That means you need to refine yourself. You need to be very, in your uniqueness, you need to come forth and be very skillful 
at what you, are do, what you do and what you are called to do and you must pursue that thing, right? And you have to be very skillful and you must be very strong in what you do. But at the same time, while you are very good at what you do, you need to understand that you are weak. And, and, and I think sometimes I, I, I've made that mistake. I've made that mistake. You, you know, if I think about myself, you know, the breakthroughs that I enjoy in the Lord and how it happens so consistently and so on, I can easily come to a place and think that I don't need anybody else. And, and I, I can think that perhaps because of, of the signs of prosperity and things moving forward and, you know, we're advancing and, and reaching people and, and we're enjoying certain things that hey, I don't need anybody. And if I, if I think like that, then I'm very, uh, in my mind, I, I, I've not migrated or, or I've not crossed over into an understanding of us and we and how, how poor I am on my own, how I need somebody else, how, how I am so weak in certain areas. And you know something that I've come to learn, the Lord shared with me that oneness is not the absence of weakness. And so when you think about that, um, you may have an idea that when we talk about oneness, we're talking about something that's very mature. Yes, it's mature, but it's, it's in, in, in the oneness, your weakness is covered by the strength of another. An example is the eye. The eye's strength is to see and he must do it so well, so effectively, so skillfully. But yet, the weakness of the eye is it can't hear. Therefore, it needs the ear for it to be able to see, or for it to be able to hear what it needs to hear. And when we join that together, the eye both sees and hears because it has now been joined and it shares in the hearing of the ear and the ear shares in the seeing of the eye. And our problem, I, I've come to recognize this, I've searched a lot about these things, I've come to see that, that our problem is when we talk about this oneness is that, is that either we, we are afraid we have to be like somebody else, you know, you all have to try and be an I, or we all have to try and be prophetic, or we all have to try and be intercessory, or we all have to try and be airy-fairy, you know, or yeah, I'm just saying things now. But when you, when you think about that, uh, you know, then that's a fear. But then on the other side, while the other one is very, has become very strong in what he does, in his function, in his mandate, in his call, his destiny, you know, then then he, he, he may become, he may start to feel that, that I don't need anybody else. I mean, God's working through me. God's doing things through me. Um, I see the hand of God. You know, I'm enjoying it. I don't need anybody else. And when you're like that, it means you can't see your weakness. You can't realize that you are weak. And this scripture is telling us, how can the eye say to the end, I don't need you? It means that the eye must recognize his weakness. And this is, the, this is something that I've come to learn in my marriage where, with my wife. Uh, the Bible says that a husband should dwell with his wife according to knowledge. And, but the Bible says that the two shall become one. And for me, 
um, to be able to function better with my wife in our marriage and in what we are called to do together and as a father and a mother to our children, we, we, I had to learn how, how different we are. I had to discover how different we are. And in discovering our differences, I had to realize not only my strength, but discover my weakness. And in, in discovering my weakness, I had to embrace the fact that my wife is going to cover my weakness by the strength of what she has. And um, most of the people that know me know I'm, very, I'm, very, I'm not very good at planning. I'm not very good at organizing things. But my wife is good at it. She's good at organizing. She likes everything to be in its place and where it should be. And I, I don't think like it. Although over the years I have learned to think like it. And I'm, and I'm growing stronger and stronger in it. But originally I was not like that. But when we would do conferences and when we would host things or, or anything that we would do, there was always a level of excellence and, and precision to it. And, and, and that came from my wife. But no one noticed that that was this pastor's weakness because my wife and I were functioning as one, as a unit. And because we were functioning as a unit, nobody noticed my weakness because it was covered by the strength of my wife. And this is what oneness is. We have to recognize our weaknesses so that we can embrace the strength of another so that it may complement me and, and vice versa. The other person also has to do that. And so what we were saying is you need to become very distinct. You need to refine yourself. You need to, you need to develop yourself in your unique function. But at the same time realize that this is, not my, this is my weakness. And that person... That's his strength and this is what I lack. And let me listen to him. Let me hear what he has to say. And, and, and then we will see how there will be a greater working together so that we can achieve a common goal as the church of Jesus Christ. Um, what else does it say here? It says, verses 22, No, much more those members of the body which seem to be more feeble are necessary. And so there's a... There's the, under, there's the understanding as I see the different parts of the body. We must discern the body. We must be able to say, but that's an eye. That's a hand. You know, that's an apostle. That's a prophet. That person is called to bring healing. That person's uh, strength is to, is to minister the, the word of the Lord and to, and to bring uh, with economic understanding, with a biblical economic understanding of, of things from the word of God. You know, we need, to, we need to clearly define and be able to see the differences because we come forth in our uniqueness and then we will see how, how necessary each part is. I want to jump now to 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and highlight a, a scripture here. Um, from verses 4, it says, He that speaks in an unknown tongue edifies himself, but he that prophesies edifies the body. So I, I would that you all spoke with tongues, but rather that you prophesied. For greater is he that prophesies than he that speaks with tongues, except you interpret that the church may receive edifying. Now, brethren, if I come unto you speaking with tongues, and uh, what, shall, what shall I profit you? I'm going to be in no advantage to you if I'm speaking in tongues and you don't understand what I'm saying. Except I shall speak to you either by revelation 
or by knowledge or by prophesying or by doctrine. And then he says something very significant here for me in helping us to understand how we should be one and what oneness is. Verses 7, and even things without life, the giving sound, whether a pipe or harp, okay, two different uh, musical instruments, um, except they give a distinction in their sounds. How shall it be known what is piped or harped? So the, the word here for distinction, it means that we are different. There's variations. So there's differences, there's variations. And, and when you look at this, 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 this scripture, you can see that it has to do also with, 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 with instruments and, and how we give a different, of a different sound. Now, the, the Bible says in the book of Acts chapter 2 verses 1, it says, When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were in one accord. We read the scripture in Acts chapter 4 from our previous messages, how the scripture said that they, were, they lifted up their voice in one accord. Now the word one accord is a, is a Greek word that talks about being harmonious or harmony or, you know, this all blending different sounds together and producing one common sound, producing music. And, and, and when you look at the scripture, he says, he says, if you, if there's not a distinction or a difference in your sound, how will I know what is being sounded? Uh, how will I come to... And, and, and what this is saying to me is that, is that each person... Uh, let's take, for example, a band. You have a guitarist. You have the person playing the keyboard or piano. Um, you have somebody that's singing. has got a, a voice. You have bass guitar. You have different instruments. There's the drums. Now... If the guitarist is not very skillful in playing the guitar, his sound will be very disturbing to us. We will not enjoy it. And for the guitarist to be part of the band, to play in the band, he has to be very skillful at his own unique ability he has to play the guitar, he has to do it very skillfully, be, uh, skillfully and he has to know what he's doing. So that, so that when he comes into the band and plays with the drummer and the, uh, the, the one who plays the keyboard and those who sing and the bass, guitar and so on, so that when they're all playing on the same tune or so on, when they're doing that, playing the sound, he has to fit in. But to fit in, he has to know who he is and what he's capable of. He has to understand that he's not a, he's not a pianist. He's not a, someone who can play the keyboard. He's not a drummer. And so don't try and play the drums. Don't try and play like a drummer. Just play the guitar and play it the best way that you can and refine yourself and sharpen yourself and be very effective in what you do. But at the same time, at the same time, the drummer must understand, he must understand the, the guitarist and he must see and he must see him. And as, he, as, he, as the guitarist is very unique and skillful at what he does, 
he, it becomes very clear to the others in the band that this is what he does, right? And so when we talk about, when we talk about being one, we are also talking about in oneness, there's a distinction, there's a difference, there's variations, there's different expressions, there's diversity, there's different functions. And each person has to play his part perfectly or, or his part, that is, not somebody else's part. He must not walk in another man's line of things. He must not run in another man's lane. He must stay in his call. And we, today we are, we are bombarded with so many temptations, temptations to deviate from our purpose, our mandate, our destiny, our call, um, so that we can pursue somebody else's calling and so on. And this scripture is saying, if, if you don't play your, 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 your instrument very well, how do you expect other people to understand what you are saying? To understand what you are playing, to know the music, or to know, to enjoy actually what you are doing. So it's on you to refine yourself, to become skillful and to study that. But at the same time, it is for you also to understand, while you understand yourself, you have to understand what it means to function in a body or, or in a band. So you have to learn, you have to learn two ways. You have to learn what is it to be in a band and what it is to play your part. So we have to learn how to, what it means to be in the body of Christ and what it means to be the part that I've been called to function in as a member of the body of Christ. I have to understand that we have to know what the corporate will of God is and what is my personal, um, what is the personal will of God for me what God called me to do and how that fits into the corporate world. But what we have today is, the ex is one is leaning over to the one at the expense of another. So either you'll study the corporate world while, you are, while, you, while your personal uh, gifting and grace is suffering uh, because of your misunderstanding, or you will say, no, I don't want the corporate world. I will go into this, my personal world, what God is doing with me and what, what he's trying to achieve with me and what's my prophecies and my destiny and what I want to do in life and what I desire. And then what happens, you do it at the expense of the corporate because in the corporate are things and blessings for you that you are not yet discovering. But because you feel that God is working and blessing you and you're experiencing it, you're having your, your, what's happening with you, you feel that somehow you don't need the rest of the body, but are unable to realize how insufficient you are without the rest of the body of Christ. And, I, and we need to see this. Verse, verse 8 says, For if the trumpet give an uncertain sound, who shall prepare himself to the battle? If, if you don't know how to do what you are called to do, how must we respond to what you are called to do? And how must we respond to what you are saying? How must we respond to, if you can't, if you can't share uh, clearly and accurately uh, what it is that the Lord is, is saying? You know, sometimes I, I, I listen to people and they say, no, the Lord is saying something, but I can't really make out what he's saying. And then you are listening, also say, I also can't make out what you are saying. Because... You are not refining yourself. Um, if you have lots of dreams, you have to learn how to interpret those dreams. And, uh, and you can't guess what is being said because how are people going to respond to what you are saying 
if, if there was a message for somebody else and not for you? How are you even going to respond to how the Lord is communicating to you through dreams if you don't understand, if you don't refine yourself and, and develop your ability to interpret the dream and what God is saying through it? You know, how, will you, how will you obey what God is saying if you can't? How if somebody blows the trumpet and, we, and it's an uncertain sound? We don't know that sound. We've never heard something like that before. How, yeah, how are they going to prepare themselves? How are they going to move? If, you know, Jesus uh, said, uh, said something in the, in the Gospels. He said, he said uh, we are like, uh, what is this children like? They are like those who we have, we have piped and we have played in the, in the marketplace, but, but you have not danced to the music. You know, so if we don't know the music, how are we going to dance to it? All of us, when we dance, there's certain music that we recognize. And when, those music, when that music plays, we immediately begin to move and dance to that music because we recognize it. It, it becomes very clear, this is that song. And it, so it's very distinct and different from the other songs. And so I know exactly what is being said and I begin to dance to it. And this is what the Bible is saying. We are different. We are different. And this is, we, we have to embrace our differences. We have to, um, and we have to embrace also our weakness. Recognize our weakness. Realize it. And you know, the, 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 one of the, the problems that we also have, and, and it's a mistake that, that I have made, is that we try to be the jack of all trades. And unfortunately, in the body of Christ, there is no jack of all trades. He, no man's an eye, an ear, a hand, a foot, a heart, the head, the nose, the mouth. Uh, you're not jack of all trades. And what we, we don't need jack of all trades and masters of none. We need people who are masters in what they were called to do. And then see how we can, how we can fit better together with somebody else that complements or hides my weakness. And in that, we will be more effective to be able to achieve our goal. I end off with this saying, for oneness, we also have to discover the differences, what doctrines are universal, related to the whole body, and what doctrines are or messages are related to function. Because when the Bible says we were all called, um, for example, when the Bible says that when you give your life to Christ, you were adopted as sons. Now, it doesn't matter who you are, where you are in, in the body of Christ, where on this globe you are. If you gave your life to Jesus Christ, you must understand that you are a son of God and what that means. And so in that, we can't have differences. We can't in that, there has to be a commonness. There has to be the, 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 the same understanding that we are, we are sons of God. And so in that doctrine, there can be no differences. It has to be the same understanding. We can use different scriptures to highlight the point, but it's the same understanding. But whereas in terms of what I was called personally to do and how the scriptures open up to, ex, to, to help me to, to fulfill my personal core and function, there will be a difference to another member of the body of Christ. And so this is where we have to bring these distinctions 
or these differences, clearly see them and know what is for all of us, what doctrines are for all of us and what doctrines or teachings are related to my personal function. And so we who are not strong in a certain function do not have the understanding and the experience have then to allow ourselves to be taught by somebody that is strong in that area where I am weak. Like I had to learn how to learn how to learn from my wife in organizing and planning because that was my weak area, but I was able to see it. So I want to encourage you, don't be afraid of oneness. It is the place where you are amplified. It's the place where there's power behind what you do and who you are called to do. We need your uniqueness. We don't need you to be like somebody else. We're not looking for clones. We are looking in terms of function. But I pray that the Lord will bless you. I pray that you'll desire this place. I pray that the spirit of wisdom and revelation will open this up to you and give you understanding. And don't be afraid. So may the Lord bless you. Until next time, bye for now.